1: We're talking real money.
2: Well, hello, and welcome once again to another radio edition, soon to become a podcast edition of Talking Real Money, the program that is specifically designed. It was created and designed to make you the best possible manager of your money you can be, the best possible investor you can be without any gadgetry or gimmickry or special magic tricks that so many so many others claim to be able to perform we don't do that we're here to help you our phone number is 855 935 talk 855 935 8255 and we know that despite the fact that you are incredibly well trained those of you who are regular listeners many of you are not and in a situation like that which is occurring in europe a lot of people are scared i have gotten a call from my daughter my wife has said and she, she knows better she said should we move some money around and uh, i know a lot of you were thinking that and uh, we we're here to help call us at eight five five nine three five talk
3: and you know I mean, it was a wild couple of days that might have made your anxiety go up greater right i mean we had a huge downturn in stock prices on thursday friday right back up so a lot of volatility there again that makes people think as you said don i got to move money around but here are the things we actually know when we talk about investing and conflicts and war and and i I want to
2: reiterate what tom
3: is saying here are the things we know for a fact again and this is the long term anything in the short term we have no idea we don't know what's going to happen next week, next month, next year. But when we do know is, of course, uh, the human and social costs of war, it's just horrible, right? I mean, Don and I studied a lot about wars, and my dad was in a war. I mean, it is awful. So we know that, right? There's no question. But from a financial standpoint, the geopolitical events that tend to really get your attention – In the long haul, not that much impact on your investments. Again, in the long haul, whatever is going on in the world, markets are going to go up and down. They may go down more for the next period of time because markets hate uncertainty, but over time they have recovered and done all right. And so we were, we still, we still believe the same as we always have disciplined approach, diversified approach, low cost. And you got to figure out how to sort of tune out a lot of the noise because there's going to be a lot more. We all want to do something. It is human nature to
2: want to react, to, uh, to, to to find a solution, because how does this affect me? What can I do to protect myself? Well, the fact of the matter is, and Jason Zwaig talked about this today in his column in the uh, Wall Street Journal, the time to have planned for events like this— Events that occur, we don't know when they, they're they going to occur, but we do know bad things happen to human beings and to our species all the time. Uh, the time to plan for it is not after it has happened. It is well in advance
3: of any bad news. And, and you, your portfolio, again, to reflect that, Don should be ready for those ups and those. how much you're trying to make, how much volatility you're willing to accept so that you're not forced into. We do know one other thing. People that make emotional decisions, anything in your life generally about emotion, it's not a good decision when it comes to your money, can be truly awful. Because I did talk to a few people last week that on Thursday and Friday that wanted to move out of stocks into cash. Again, after the market had gone down dramatically, people felt more comfortable, I guess, on Friday after it went back up. But if you're feeling that way, that's where you either need help or you need to look at your plan and say, this is part of the process, the ups and downs that have made me more money.
2: I want you to think about this for just a minute. For example, if you had, if most stockbrokers, they're going to do whatever you tell them to do, you know, sell me out, tell me out. Okay, we'll sell you out because they know they can buy you back in and make another commission later. A good advisor will tell you not to do that for the for exactly what happened. If you had sold your shares on your ETFs or whatever it was on Thursday near the market close, or on Friday just as the market was opening, you would have made a loss real, and then missed the the recovery that occurred later in the day. The market opened way down on Friday, and yeah. then money started going coming in, going well. I'm going to buy this stuff cheaper. They're taking advantage of the panic. To get to make money and they're going to take advantage of your emotions to make money the smart people are buying when things are bad and they're selling when things are good which is just the basic philosophy we talk about it's buy low and sell high don't buy high and then sell when things look bad give us a call 855-935-TALK is our phone number i'm don that's tom hanging out here talking real money
1: tom and don are talking real money
2: at some point, most investors need professional financial guidance. So get a little bit of free help or a lifetime of affordable 100% fiduciary guidance at vestory.com. V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com.
1: Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money.
2: We want to help you manage money better. And to do that, our favorite thing to do is to answer your questions. And you can call them in. You can send them to us. You can call us right now, though, live as we do the show on Saturday from 3 to 5 Eastern Noon to 2 Pacific in the Seattle, Washington area at 855-935-TALK. Henry, you are next. Welcome to Talking Real Money. You're first, actually. You're not
4: next. Henry. Henry. Yes, thank you very much. It's so great to be here. Hey, that first segment was so serious. I seriously considered (laughs) not staying on the line. Uh...
3: We're only laughing, Henry, because after the We're laughing because after the segment I told Don, I don't think we've ever done a segment like that before, so thank you. We'll take that as a compliment. No, he was no, it, he hated it.
4: Right right on the nose, but but okay, Don. Yes, but your wordle problem. What what my daughter does is when she finds that that there's a word with a whole bunch of one you know, one letter difference, yeah, she constructs a word out of those letters to help her eliminate well does that make sense
2: yeah i did that this morning and it was like it was words that had it was an s and a blank and i n e and it was like you know there's so many of them or w yeah yeah it was really right
4: so she constructs a, a word that she constructs a word from all the letters that it could be yeah just some random word
2: Oh, 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 I see. But I no, it, yeah. Wordle kicks out. Oh, it has oh, to be a real right. word. Yeah, you can't just fake words. They they're very particular. But thank right. you for right. your help on that, uh, because Wordle is so important yeah. to my functioning as a human being.
3: <laughs> thank you for lightening things up.
2: <laughs> yeah, go ahead. What else have you got? Now give something to Tom. He needs have help.
4: Heard, have you heard of this? Okay. Have you heard of this guy, this Paul Merriman?
3: No, no. I think you know, we knew him mean, once back in the '80s or something. I'd like to
4: talk real money. Is he still alive? Yeah, I don't have, <laughs> I don't have real money. Yeah. But I have a little bit of money. Yeah. And so, what, 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 he, what he has these these different um, uh, portfolios, and you can get one with like 14 different ETFs in it
3: from but Paul you know, Merriman was, up, up to 14? 20, 14 14 right? wait till really? friday it'll be 20 so
4: <laughs> well if if you put if you put bonds in it too see you got to have some bonds in there okay well i don't know maybe that's, i thought and the, the thing is we that,
2: think that may be a little bit overkill for course, most people
4: of course of course it is but it's fun <laughs> yeah, it's okay. just pure fun cuz i sat down and i made this little excel thing that tells me how far each one is out of whack from what it should be because you know it's all done in by percentages right you know this fund is or this etf is six percent and this etf is ten and, percent and so my question is rebalancing you know you, you can rebalance by time but i like the idea of rebalancing by when things get out of whack so my question is is how far out of whack should you let something get before you sell the winners and buy the losers?
3: Okay, here's how I would do it. Big vigor it's pretty simply even though with sixteen funds, it's I didn't realize he'd gone that. And yes, we know Paul. Paul is a friend. He's speaking at retirement in a couple of months. So he remains oh, he a is? friend. He is he oh, remains okay. a friend. And we like his work and we like his website, et cetera. And I'm with Don. It for most people, 14, 16, however many funds, it's a lot of work. But here's the thing, here's the way I would do it, Henry. I would simply have whatever my stock to bond ratio is. Let's just say for argument, it's 60% in stocks, 40% in bonds. As soon as the stock or bond, something gets out of whack between that ratio in that ratio of more than 5%. So, for example, the stocks go to 65% and the bonds are only 35. Then I would look at the underlying assets in each one to decide what to sell and what to buy. But I would only do the stock to bond because if you start doing every fund that way, you'll be spending a lot of time buying and selling stuff, and more time. You know, it, it, it won't it won't help what you're really trying to do. When most rebalancing should be about protecting assets, not necessarily making more. Yeah.
2: Wow! It is fourteen. Wow! I'm looking at his portfolio. At fourteen. Uh. Wow. Overkill, Paul. That's a lot. 855-935-TALK is our phone number. 855-935-8255. Yeah, I'm looking at 14 funds. Wow. Hey, Steve, you're up next. Welcome to Talking Real Money.
5: Gentlemen, I'd like to find out which one of you guys went to Stanford and one of you, one of you guys, which one went to Harvard?
3: I was at MIT myself. I don't know where Don went, but... I
5: I went to, what was that
3: school in Grenada? (laughs) Uh, Oh, yeah, the medical school of the Caribbean or whatever it is. (laughs) Uh, That's funny. Thanks, Steve. Um, But Do you have a question? get
5: down to the (laughs) nitty-gritty. Yes, sir. I've got four funds here, and instead of, you know, like a lot of people, they get a whole bunch of funds, just like you said, you know, 14 funds, 14 mutual funds. That's, That's way ridiculous. I think it's way too many. I've got four here, and I want your evaluation of each one of those. Here they are. Rather than someone, you know, buying small cap, mid cap,
3: mm-hmm. large cap, yeah.
5: everything like that. Go ahead. Total stock, to, total stock market index, VTSAX, Four yep, percent
3: mm-hmm.
5: Vanguard 500 uh, index, VFAIAX, I A X four four cost. Vanguard total international index, uh, Admiral cost 011 T I A X ax the last one vanguard total world stock market admiral world it costs 0.10 D W A X should someone buy all four of those no or do you just need three or two i need two two not a lot of well, actually
2: one yeah you could just do the total world You could just do the total world and have 14 funds and put it into one. Your fund, what you have there are the exact same assets in the the other Well, it owns those because the world is
3: a fund of funds anyway. Yeah.
2: Yeah, the only thing – I would probably have the VTSAX and the VTIAX – if I wanted to build just with those two funds, the proper U.S. International, because VT, the the Vanguard Total World, is overweighted to the U.S. slightly.
3: And if I was starting today, I would just own VT or VTI, because then you just got one exchange traded fund that owns the whole thing.
2: VT is exactly the same. Yeah, it I, is exactly the yeah, same. Yeah,
3: well, um, lower cost.
2: But at a at a lower cost, more tax 0. efficiency.
3: Eight. Yeah. So I would just Steve, I would just have again, if you want simplicity, if you want a little more complexity, and Don correctly points out, if you don't want to overweight to the US and you want to set your own US to international exposure you could own the total U.S. and total international. Then you can set. And by the way, this might be a good time to buy international stocks. We'll talk about that in a couple of minutes. But <laughs> for surprising reasons. Timing. Wait a minute. Are you? Oh, timing yeah, it sounds the like market. it doesn't. It, it sounds Stop like it. But that. no. So, but again, yes. In the portfolio you just mentioned, you have a lot of overlap in those yeah. particular funds.
2: You need at most two, and at least one and the 500 shouldn't even be there. Thank you so much for your call. Our number is 855935
1: talk. Tom and Don are talking real money.
2: Is your portfolio a mess? You may have a case of hodgepodgeitis, but don't worry, we can help. Just set up a free, no-obligation meeting with a Vestory advisor at vestory.com. No sales pitch guaranteed. That's V E S T O R Y.com.
1: <laughs> For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money.
2: Welcome back. I'm Don, Tom, over there talking money with you out there. And you can call us right here at 855 935 Talk if you're listening to us on a Saturday. If you're listening to us on Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday or Friday, well, you can call, but we're going to answer your questions on future podcasts. <laughs>
3: We, we got to lighten it up a little more. I mean, you could tell somebody was like, what was that first segment? That was Henry kinda, Henry
2: was going,
4: You're
3: too uh, serious. Yeah. Guys. You guys are freaking me out. Uh hey, a- <laughs> yeah, There's yeah, a ahead. war on. Uh, yeah. It's no time for comedy. Uh, let's talk to, but let's talk about the globe a little bit in terms of investing. Because as you know, we tell people be globally diversified. <laughs> and we've caught a lot, a lot of uh
2: Crud for that over the past few years. Yeah, as the S and P 500 has been the place to be. Now, and, wait, whoa, if those, those international stocks aren't doing very well, Don and Tom.
3: Yeah, and and you would think in a year like this, where Russia is an emerging market, right? It's yeah, China know, is a, an emerging yeah,
5: market. China Ukraine's
3: is, an emerging market. I don't think we own Ukraine, but anyway, no, um, I'd be surprised, but we do own Russia. Now we own little tiny tiny bit when you get your whole we'll talk about the number in a minute but here if you were a betting man and i know you're not don but others in the audience might be if you were would Don't you be. believe that the standard and Poor's 500 or emerging markets brazil russia india china the riskier countries which one would you have thought would do better during this global chaos we're in right now for 2022
2: well one would think that the uh, the big blue chip stocks would be the ones, the S&P 500. One would be wrong, but one would think.
3: Yeah, I wish I had my buzzer because the S&P 500 has lost 7.8% year to date, almost 8%. Conversely, <laughs> emerging markets are down one3 Or if you own emerging markets value, as I like to say, crummy countries and risky countries, you've made 1.4%. What? How could that possibly be? And a lot of people were talking to me Friday, like, oh, I don't want to own emerging markets anymore because I'm exposed to Russia. How much Russia do I own, Don? Well, what's interesting is in
2: a regular portfolio, if you just had the the index, the index, you would own about 5%. About 5% of your portfolio Not of your would whole, be in Russia.
3: No, 5% of, of your of the emerging, emerging markets. Market, which should only make up markets. 10% of your overall. Right. So, so 4% of the
2: 10%. Yeah, there you go. But... <laughs> I, for example, use Dimensional's ETF
3: for my
2: emerging markets, which is DFAE.
3: Yep, DFAE. I use that.
2: That's in my portfolio. Um, It has 0.72% in Russia.
3: Three quarters of 1%. Of
2: of the 10%. And what's really interesting is I went down the list of, of small countries and they have a governance clause. There has to, the, the country they invest in has to have reasonably decent governance. And I'm going down the list. And they, while the index would put money in oh, places like uh, Lithuania or Latvia, the fund does not. And Ukraine isn't even on the list. So you know, you're not going to have any Ukrainian stocks.
3: I was just trying to uh, find the, how much that costs, that fund. Oh, it's cheap. Um,
2: hold on, I got mm, it right can't here. locate it. It's 0.35 for an emerging markets fund. That's
3: very in the very, day. Very, I remember in the days we used to pay eighty basis points, for yeah, or more. because it so, was expensive to yeah. buy
2: those stocks. But in the emerging markets fund, the top the top nation holding is of course China. No surprise, of course China, no. uh-huh. followed by Taiwan, India, South Korea, Brazil, South America, Thailand, Mexico, and Indonesia. So they are pretty stable emerging markets economies.
3: I still reasonably. love that expression. Does people emerging forget market. that 150 years ago we were an emerging market? Well, yeah, but that was 150 years ago. Okay, but at the top, well, because nobody whoever was doing this show, because, whoever dude, was doing this show on the radio and doing the podcast, they were saying the same thing. You don't own the United States. That's a risky Nobody place. except us. Reads history. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> Well, that's not true because all these books behind me would yeah, you know, well, have been, yeah. Well, the, the, the so.
2: number, the number of people, well, yeah, the percentage yeah. of the population yeah. of the world who study history at all is tiny. True. It is almost non-existent because they don't. Nobody cares. I care. You care. We care. That's I why care. you'll learn a lot more here because we care. Eight five five nine three five talk is our phone number. Call us because we want to help. We do. We really do.
1: Tom and Don are talking real money.
2: A second opinion could save your life either physically or fiscally. Let one of our Vestry advisors help you save your future at Vestory.com V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com.
1: Reality radio for a really great future. We're talking real money.
2: 855 935 8255 that spells talk i'm don that's tom we talk real money and as this is a live show when we're recording it as most things we do at any given time we do actually live we can't pre-record our pre-recording uh i'm pretty sure i was told anyway Uh that cindy is up next i'm hoping that cindy is actually there or i'm gonna look like a fool cindy welcome to talking real money cindy is there
6: i'm here you're not going to believe i've been listening waiting my turn and i'm scratching some lottery scratch off oh
3: great investment wow So now you do realize that by law now the fact that we're on the phone with you at the time you're scratching off we are entitled to a third of the win don gets a third i get a third and you get a third so it's (laughs) a law we didn't write you love his math don't you
2: love his math (laughs) he was not a math major
6: so my birthday was my birthday was two twenty two twenty two. I turned sixty five, and so all my relatives are like, "You need to go buy some lottery tickets." So I, I bought these scratch offs, and
3: you're gonna um, do them I live on the show. Anyway, that this is so. big for us. You're gonna do live scratch offs on the show. This is you're gonna do it live on the show. Major moment. Oh,
2: roll, please. No, no, no. Oh, I, have
6: okay. just, I just been doing like a few a day, but I did win a hundred dollars on one ticket. So that was like, wow
2: tom that's 33 bucks a piece. Okay. wait no it wasn't during the uh, show 33 34 33
3: 33 yeah you get 33 33 i get
2: 33 34 so fair all right what's hey. up? happy birthday what's up other than the lottery and happy 80.
3: birthday medicare
6: okay thank you so Medicaid. my husband and i are both 65 now <laughs> yeah. and he's still working and um we have everything in vanguard but we do we did buy forty thousand in i-bonds that's not in vanguard so um we have about, we had about 1.4 in our po- portfolio on January 1st. Now we don't have that anymore, as you can imagine. Um, we did some re reallocating, or whatever you want to call that, uh, December of 2020, okay. because we were too invested in stocks and we were getting old. So my husband says we need to buy all these bonds. Okay, so we got all these bonds And we have a lot of our Vanguard stuff in Iris, mostly Roth, a few Traditional And then the bonds went Down, 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 down And I got really upset with him And he's managed All of this for like 40 years And he's Uh done a remarkable job But I got upset and I said I don't want these bonds anymore Mm -hmm. So I put it in just a money market IRA just to let it sit there. A couple hundred thousand was just sitting there. Well he got really upset with me when he found when he found out that I did that. So then I said, Okay, pick me some bonds. <laughs> so on January first, he did his bond homework and he picked these inflation bonds because yes. he said, Well, you know, I did my homework and the inflation and on my $175,000, I lost like uh, seven grand in 30 days, and I said, I'm out of here. These bonds are supposed to be safe for risk one, and why am I losing like $7,000 in 30 days on these bonds? So I don't know what to do. He got mad at me because I, I sold that again, and now it's just there's 175000 sitting in the money market account that I don't know what to do with because I, I contacted Vanguard um, and they don't do that personal um, portfolio help anymore. They quit doing that a couple years ago. Okay. You know, we, you we need to talk.
2: Them, we, we, yeah, we, they don't. C- Cindy, Cindy, we need yeah. to talk. Yeah. You are not the first person who's called us with this. Okay. I'm sorry to tell you. Uh, nobody likes losing money. Nobody likes seeing the value of any part of their portfolio go down. But let's we need we need to to, to have a little lesson on bonds. There is no way that a high quality, short to intermediate term bond portfolio can ever, there's no way it can ever lose half its value. No way, no how can't happen. Your stock portfolio, though, could lose 50% of its value. Has in the past lost fifty percent of its value. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about relative. Stability. If you want securities that never, ever, 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 ever go down, you have to accept a return of zero. Actually, actually, right now you have to re- accept a return of negative 6%. An automatic guaranteed negative 6% because of inflation. Hang on a minute. I want to talk more about this. It's important.
1: Tom and Don are talking.
2: Is your portfolio a mess? You may have a case of hodgepodgeitis, but don't worry, we can help. Just set up a free, no obligation meeting with a vestry advisor at Vestory.com. No sales pitch, guaranteed. That's V E S T O R Y.com.
1: Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money.
2: Before the break, we have been talking with Cindy, and Cindy's husband made a decision to properly, probably, diversify their portfolio into some additional bonds as they're in their 60s, their mid-60s now, for safety, for additional stability. Um, He was, in our opinion, acting rationally. Cindy, you're acting emotionally. You're letting emotions determine your decisions because... While you may want it, there is no such thing as an investment with a positive return that has no risk. Not today.
3: And you mentioned the bonds being down. Yes, bonds are down, oh, I don't know, 2 3% year to date. Don mentioned that at any time, stocks could fall 50%. As recently as March of 2020, they were down 35 Here's my suggestion. Because you're prime candidates. One is retired. The other one's moving close to retirement. You need a plan that says, mm-hmm. here's what we're trying to accomplish. Here's how much money we're trying to make with our money. Here's how much volatility we're willing to accept to do this. And here's when we need to start drawing on the portfolio. Because once you have that in place, bond prices, invasions, inflation, all that stuff comes along. But it doesn't impact your portfolio and how you're positioned, because that is preset, and it does all the rest of the stuff comes along and doesn't matter from there.
2: Once you've had a plan and you build a portfolio for that plan, the the other thing you need to make sure, and this is for everybody, John Bogle said it. The late John Bogle said it over and over and over again. When you have the right portfolio constructed for your purposes, don't peek, don't look at it. Stop looking. If you want to look, look once a quarter, maybe. It's like me and and the scale.
3: Stop looking.
2: Don't look. 855-935-TALK is our phone number. 855-935-8255. And Rita, it's your turn. Welcome to Talking Real Money.
7: Thank you very much. I'm a new um, person to the stock market. I called you guys a couple of um, months ago saying that my brother was telling me to get into penny stock. I know you said not to do that. So now my question to you is that my husband and I both have Roth IRAs with U.S. Bank. We also have one mutual fund. Um, and so I recently took $10,000 from our savings account because that earned zero. And I moved it to our mutual fund. And then our investment person with U.S. Bank sent me an email saying, well, you could move your $10,000 into the American Fund's balance fund. And I did ask him about that after listening to your show mm-hmm. about Vanguard. He says, Well, Vanguard has cheaper fees, but you get what you pay for.
3: That's
2: not true. No, that that's is true. Just, you do
3: get you what you pay oh, for. What? You, you get not. you get to keep more of your own money. You know, oh, they don't take yeah. it. That is very true. I mm. completely agree with him in this case.
7: Mm. Mm. All right. So so he sent me three choices that i can move that ten thousand dollars to but they're all in american funds so Mm -hmm. now i'm wondering in our raw and our mutual if i should get out of american funds and go to vanguard
3: Uh uh-huh yes you see, how let's long talk it took about me the to- key, Let's talk about the key differences. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Number one, the American funds that your banker is very kindly going to sell you is going to include a commission of some kind. It could range up to five point seven, five percent. Number two, the fund that he's going to move you into, likely the, the Don can look this up, the American balance fund. I'll bet it costs. 50 60 70 basis points a year conversely you can own something at vanguard you can own the vanguard balance fund for probably 10 basis points a year number let me finish just very quickly because here's what else we know we know that people that actively manage money at american funds end up they do not end up outperforming the market they end up underperforming for the aforementioned reasons of commissions and higher expenses primarily, but also because they can't see the future any better than you can, Rita. So no, we would be advocating using the passive, low-cost approach, put the money in there and get away from your broker, maybe keep your deposit there, but not your investments.
2: Here's what's really interesting, Rita. The the American Balanced Fund, five and
3: three-quarter percent commission
2: going in, and then the annual fees are 0.58 percent per year. The Vanguard Balanced Index has zero commission going in, and its annual fees are 0.18% per year or uh, about 40 basis points cheaper. And what's interesting is their 15-year performance is identical, and the Vanguard Fund provides a a higher level of diversity, much higher. Higher level of diversification. I don't mean just a little. I'm talking a lot because we're talking about the Vanguard Balanced Index has three thousand six hundred and forty five bonds and or three hundred six hundred forty five stocks and twelve thousand bonds, whereas the American Fund uh, has just in the in the the hundreds. They're making a bet,
3: and that's what we would expect them to do. Does that help? We
2: hope. so
7: how do I move money? I mean, do I Easy. because I because I have an appointment with with him on Monday? Do I say, you know what? I don't want to be with U.S. Bank anymore. Take, I mean, we each have like fifty thousand dollars in our Roth. So we have a little over a hundred thousand, and so he said the commission rate is going down to three point seven five because we have over a hundred thousand.
2: Big deal. Still a commission that you don't need to pay <laughs> for funds that are not as right. as balanced or as as stable okay. you're going to get greater stability always get greater stability and with better easy. diversification and so here's the that's so easy the, all you the, all the you're going to do is go to vanguard tell you, so yeah. easy
3: vanguard.com set up a roth IRA for each one of you that's going to be simple and then vanguard is going to ask you where is the money you want to move they will help move the money out of the custody of u.s bank into their custody you buy the one fund i think it's a great solution cheaper and i would expect better performance over the long haul
2: and the good news is you don't even have to talk to the broker about nope. it they'll do it for you and it's done good luck Oh,
7: okay so do i buy vanguard s&p 500 no no or what, no
2: no if you're gonna if you're gonna I be vote? if if okay first if we're gonna be totally Uh, We're going to act in a better fiduciary capacity. What I would suggest you and your husband both do is go to talkingrealmoney.com and take our risk quiz. Okay, it's free. Take that. Figure out what your comfort level is for volatility. Then you can consider at Vanguard going one of two ways. You can go with the Vanguard balanced index, which is 60 40, or you can pick a Vanguard target date fund the the target date 2020, 2025, 2030, 2035, one of those, low, 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 low fees, and you're going to get the right diversification for your risk tolerance. So take the risk quiz, then go to Vanguard, open the account, open the accounts, and then have the money transferred in kind over and then they'll convert it into the Vanguard funds. Simple, simple, simple. Okay. All right. Thank you for the Thank call. You very we, much. we appreciate it. And uh real quickly Ken. Ken, you're up next. Welcome to the show.
7: Hi, how are you?
2: Good. Thanks, Ken. What you, what you got for us? We only have about a minute.
7: Hey, I got a really short question. So that's good. Hey, you're talking about Vanguards and stuff. I had an account in an investment group in Portland, and then 9 11 came by, and uh, they, they were using blocking tactics to keep all of our money in their business. And then in six days, I lost $30,000. Is there anything that I can do? Uh, to, uh, yeah, to, no. You to get this no. Money back or? Well,
2: you, you can get it back. You need to go to another broker and have them transfer it in. Tom and Don are talking real money. Is your portfolio a mess? You may have a case of hodgepodgeitis, but don't worry. We can help. Just set up a free, no obligation meeting with a vestry advisor at vestore.com. No sales pitch, guaranteed. That's V E S T O R Y.com. <laughs>
1: For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money.
2: Okay, now that I've thought about it, I think what he was saying is not, how can I get it out? It's not still there, but how can I get back the 30000 I lost? And Ken, I'm sorry, a couple of things are against you. One there's no attorney that'll take it. It's probably it's too small. Two, you'd have to go to arbitration. And three, it's probably past the statute of limitations. Chalk it up to experience. I'm really sorry. If you, though, have a, a complex question, you have something that really requires some research, you want to get the right portfolio, you want to get started on a plan for retirement, you want a little help doing that from a real-life fiduciary advisor planner, uh, we, we'll we give you that for free We give it away all the time We do We give it away all the time Because we found it's actually A good business model It it works It builds business And we don't ever have to ask you Or put any High pressure sales pitch on you You just go to Vestory.com And set up an appointment Set up an appointment Right there on the homepage vestory.com V-E-S-T-O-R-Y Dot com We
0: hope you're Provided as a public service by Appella Capital, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit talkingrealmoney.com for more information and disclosures. To keep the lawyers happy.